there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Questions. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that you would be edified and Christ would be glorified. For more information about us, I'd encourage you to please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase, and there is no S on the end. There you can find links to our social media account, get alerts and updates about us when we release a new podcast as well. We always put that out on our Facebook and Twitter and MeWe accounts and LinkedIn. They're all there on the webpage and links to those. And if you would, hit that like button and follow. And on your favorite podcast app, you should get an alert as well. We are so encouraged by the positive emails that we receive, uh, the comments that we receive through uh, our webpage. It's very encouraging, and we're so uh, happy and blessed and honored that we've been able to do this. We are not supported by any denomination, no church. All of our support comes uh, either by us, our self-supporting, or by listeners like you. And we do have quite a few listeners that send us uh, money from time to time. And uh, they always say, this is all we can afford. And, but thank you for the podcast, and you're welcome. And believe me, every bit helps. And so just don't think that uh, your $10 or $20 gift does not help, because it does. It does cost us money to put this out uh, each week, as far as uh, SoundCloud and the web page and different things that we have going trying to promote uh, our podcast. Nobody makes a salary. We're all volunteer our time and efforts to bring you this each week. Again, I, I certainly hope that you have a Bible and that you would open it and follow along. And I did get an email. Somebody asked, why do I say that each and every week? Well, the point is, I really want you, if you have a Bible, to listen and to read it yourself. It, it helps, uh, I think, for you to understand better. I think you absorb it better. I know uh, I listen to my audio Bible a lot, but I also follow it in the written word, and I think it just helps me as well. Plus, uh, you know that I am not uh, just pulling something out of the air that I really am reading uh, from the Bible. And I think that's very important. We have many so-called Christian teachers out there now who never open a Bible. They just kind of casually refer to it. It may not even tell you where to go find uh, the statement they just made. And one of them actually comes to mind is a, a lady who says that you can't find anything, she says, in the Bible, that God has told her all of this off to the side. Well, that's very dangerous. And I would be very suspicious of anybody telling me that. Uh, God has made it clear that we can use his Bible, the Word of God, uh, his inspired Word, to verify if somebody's telling the truth or not, if it's really a prophet or not, and so on. And, and the book of Jude is a very small letter right before the book of Revelation. And I think it's really overlooked. It only takes... Five minutes to read it, but it is very, very deep, and I think it is very practical for us today to understand he was having the same problem 
in his day and time. And we're going to talk about a little bit about this in our podcast today. The title of this is, A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste. A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste. And again, if you have a Bible, if you would please open it to Philippians chapter 4 and mark it there, and then turn over to the Old Testament, to 1 Samuel chapter 18. And that's where we will begin here in just a moment. Now, I'm going to make a statement here. Uh, If you're old enough, you might remember this commercial. And if you're not from the United States, it may not make any sense at all. Uh, You could probably go on the Internet and uh, use the search engine and find it uh, and listen to it. If that would help you. But there was a commercial uh, years ago that that went along the lines of a group of people who were trying to find financial support uh, for colleges to send certain people to college. And, and I agree, a, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And we have a, a friend of ours, uh, he's searching, and we, we've done a lot of visiting with him. And, you know, he, he said, there's so much garbage in my brain. We're just constantly bombarded with messages. And he's absolutely correct. Uh, messages are everywhere. And if we don't have a filter uh, between that message and our brain, uh, we, we could really be in trouble. Uh, common sense is not really that common, never really has been. Uh, we hear a lot of terms about fake news. Uh, you know, what is really truth and what is not truth? What are we really putting in our mind? You know, you and I have an amazing machine inside of our head, which we call the brain. You, you may not have a high IQ, you may not be an Einstein, but maybe like most of us, we're just average everyday people with average intelligence. But your brain is still really something very amazing. I have read articles over the year this, that inside your head there's more information stored than in the Library of Congress. Now, to me, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that's a lot of information. And the older you get, I I notice this with myself, the older I get, we seem to have more memories and remembering stupid stuff from however many years ago. And your brain, if you realize it or not, only weighs about three pounds. Psychologists tell us that each person has about 10,000 thoughts per day. Did you realize that's how many thoughts are going inside of your head. I, that, that's pretty amazing. Okay. And so this little thing that we call the brain is quite a computer, really. You, you can see, uh, perhaps, that this means you have at least one in 10,000 of a chance of having a good thought for the day. Much of, of the whole thought process really still remains a mystery to scientists, and doctors, and psychologists. But one thing that is not a mystery about the mind, how you think is going to affect your Christian life. How you think will make you a profound person. It will make a difference in your life and how uh, you represent your Savior Jesus. You know, before a surgeon goes in to do surgery, He goes through this ritual of scrubbing his hands over and over and over again. 
And why does he do? Why does he do that? Well, because really no one wants a surgeon uh, to perform surgery with dirty, nasty hands. They they want them clean. They don't want no germs. They don't want no dirt. They don't want nothing uh, that's foreign objects, whatever, to be on his hands while he's doing surgery. He he wants to have clean hands. We also, in the likewise, we need. To have a clean mind. And so in today's text, we're, we're going to emphasize with Paul here in a moment that the, there is a need for a good thought in our lives, in the lifestyle that we have. The Christian life is more than just external. It's more than just this list of rules and steps of and obeying and not doing those do's and those don'ts. The Christian life is something that's inside. It's internal. And that's the more challenging thing. I know it is for me than the set of rules. Christianity is about this inner thought about your life and how you see things. We must transform our thought life. You may need uh, to find a new way and uh, to process your way of thinking. And the only way we're really going to be able to do that is with the Holy Spirit, with, with the cleansing blood of Christ and God helping us uh, change our way. Because honestly, I, I can't do it on my own. I tried years ago and failed miserably. So there becomes a trust factor in knowing uh, this old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Uh, my grandmother used to say that a lot. And what are we putting into our brain? What movies are we watching? What books are we reading? Uh, what kind of television shows uh, are we putting in, in our mind? And uh, honestly, we rarely, rarely ever turn our television on anymore. It's nothing but, but garbage and sex and uh, pushing an agenda I don't care about any of that. I, I just I just want to serve Christ. And so, if, if you want to transform your Christian life and keep your thoughts uh, pure and the things are on God, you're going to have to focus on God. When a person commits a sin, it, it's most likely a reflection of what's already taken place in their mind. In fact, the scripture is pretty clear about this. In 1 Samuel uh, chapter 18, verses 7 through 9, the women sang as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Verse 8, Then Saul became very angry for this saying, and it displeased him, and he said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, but to me they've only ascribed thousands. Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? Verse 9, Saul looked at David with suspicion from that day on. Okay, so we have King Saul here. He begins to think about what he's allowed to come into his brain, uh, about what these women are singing. And what happens? Jealousy. Jealousy sets in. And before long, King Saul will have a really burning hate uh, toward David. And he will seek to kill David. Even King David himself had, 
had this famous sin, I, for lack of better terms, uh, with Bathsheba, probably the most famous event of, of David's life. But where did his sin begin? Well, it began through the process of David. And so, in his mind, he's not supposed to really be there, and he watches this woman bathe. There's a lot of discussion, you know, if that was acceptable in the culture, or she's bathing up on top of the roof. But David's supposed to be doing what kings are supposed to be doing, and it's not watching women bathe. But if we really want to transform the Christianity in our lives, then those who claim to be in the church, we need to transform our mind. There needs to be a renewal of the mind and a renewal of our thought process. The first thing here that the Apostle Paul will tell us to do is to put good things in our mind. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. This is from the NIV. Finally, brothers, whatever is true whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excel or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, the Apostle Paul gives us these characteristics of, of what we are to put our mind on and what we're supposed to put in our mind. The human mind is going to set itself on something. I mean, they're just that's just the way we are created. The, the question is, what are we going to put our mind on? And Paul says he wants our minds to be on the things that are honoring and pleasing to God. The Christian mind does not belong in the gutter. No, the, Paul, the apostle says the Christian mind should be on the thoughts that are worthy to be taken before the Lord our God, our Creator, on thoughts that are praiseworthy and excellent. Paul calls the Christian to have thoughts on all things that are godly. How do you think it's so important? Is it important because you think in different forms of your character that, hey, I think that's important, when it really may not be? A sure way to experience renewing of your thoughts is to give your thoughts on the things that are worthy of praising God. Bringing glory to His name. And that's really what we're supposed to be about. This is how the renewal of your mind begins. Paul to the church in Rome in chapter 12 verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And that's from the New American Standard Update. So, like I said earlier, you can't do this on your own. So how are you transformed? How do you transform your mind? Well, first of all, by not being conformed to this world. Not thinking as the world thinks. The world has always been against God in one way or another. Clear back into the book of Genesis. You can see that. This is how we're going to be transformed. Again, by 
renewing our mind and allowing God to be in control, putting in His Word. We need to avoid thinking out and acting out those thoughts that, that the world does. Things that people think it's okay from homosexuality, living together out of wedlock, to stealing, lying, cheating. You know, it's okay to schedule playful things when the uh, Christians, the assembly, uh, is supposed to be together and, and worshiping and singing God, praises to God, and having communion. It's okay because everyone else is doing it. And besides, who cares? I mean, I've actually had people in the church say those statements. I've had them say that the society is supposed to influence the church. Well, shame on you. No, we are to influence society around us. We have an obligation to present God and what He really wants for us as His creation. He has that right. He created us in His image. We're supposed to be a good representation of His image. He died for us. He shed blood for us. He, he has done so much for us, and we are really are very undeserving. To get these actions, we first have to have them on our thoughts and our mind as a, as a group of people who claim to be Christian. Listeners, God does care about your thoughts. God is all too aware how our thoughts turn into actions. We must keep our thoughts pure before God. And if we do this, our words and our actions will also reflect a pure mind and a pure heart. Again, the Apostle Paul, this time to the church in Corinth, chapter 3, verse 2, in Colossians says, Set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on the earth. These kinds of thoughts are where we must direct those 10,000 thoughts a day that we all have. We should have our thoughts on the things that honor God. Each of us has our own battle to fight. Each of us has our own temptations that, that come our way. The battle for the mind is, is to have a mind that is pure and honorable before the Lord God Almighty. And how do we do this? Do, do we lock ourselves in some kind of monastery and, and shut ourselves from everything in the world? Well, that's not realistic. So the answer to that question is no. If we do that, we would be ignoring other commandments in the Scripture and the goal to reach other people and tell them about the gospel message. So we, we do have a dilemma. We must be out there in the world, but again, we're not supposed to be part of the world. Where all these bad influences on our mind are found. We, we must, because if we're going to have the influence that we're supposed to have for Christ on our culture, our society, our families, our friends, we must be out there where the people are. Yet when we're out there where people are, 
There are so many things that are not pleasing to Christ. I, I think this could apply this to any area, if not all areas, of our lives. Whenever we are out where the people are, and where, wherever something comes up before us that will take us away from that thought and purity that we're supposed to have before Christ, then, then we can say, hold on, stop. And I'm going to pray about this, and I really don't want that negative influence. We, we can't be right, and then we can pray for our mind and for other people who will be affected by what has caused us to have these thoughts that are not pleasing to God. To protect our minds and our ways of thinking. We need to be more selective in, the, again, the movies we watch, the television shows we watch, the books and the magazines that we read. We need to be more selective in the activities that we do after work with our families or after school. Even with the people we choose to sit with, whatever it is that we feed our minds with, it needs to be godly and not worldly. There's another thing that we can do to experience this revival of the mind where we can keep our mind on God's Word. Here's the psalmist in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. How blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a, a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and the leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. Keep in mind on the scriptures and the meanings of those scriptures, and our minds are on the things that are praiseworthy. We need to make an effort to memorize scripture. I know it gets harder and harder to do that the older you get. That we need to try to do that. So that when those times come and our minds are dragged off somewhere from those things that are not pleasing to God, we can focus on the scripture that we've memorized that's in our mind. See, garbage in, garbage out. Well, good things in, good things out. Think about this. How did Jesus face the evil one in the wilderness? The devil. What was his weapons that he used to keep from being dragged away in the temptation? How did he withstand letting the focus of his mind be dragged away from the things that were pleasing to God? How did he keep his ministry focused to where it needed to go. Well, Jesus used the Bible, Scripture. Jesus quoted the Scripture to, to fight off the attacks from the evil one. And if we want to keep our minds pure, we're going to, to need to put God's Word in our mind. If we want to fight off sin and those unclean thoughts, we must replace those things that are evil, with godliness. 
We need to replace him with the thoughts that are molded after God's thoughts. Paul talks about our minds as a battleground for spiritual warfare. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Could you imagine if we took every thought captive? If we took the 10,000 thoughts a day, figure then... For every 100 Christians out there, there are millions of thoughts in one day to take captive for Christ. If that happened, we would not only have a renewal of our mind, but there would be a corporate renewal of Christ's church as well. Take every thought and make it captive and obedient to Christ. When you put your mind on the things that are pleasing to God, you're waging a battle against the unseen enemy. It is a spiritual warfare that is going on, and keeping your mind on pure thoughts will make the difference in you becoming more like Christ. Paul, he not only calls for the renewal of the mind, Paul also moves from the thoughts of the mind to putting them into action. Philippians 4 verse 9 says, The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Take those thoughts captive for Christ, but don't just let them stay as thoughts. Put them into practice. Paul had been an example of before the Christians here in Philippi. They had seen his life and the way he practiced and he, what he preached went hand in hand. He preached Christ, how to live a Christ-like lifestyle, and he, he challenged them and as well as us as readers of this letter. One deed is worth more than a thousand good intentions. It it won't do to have just a good Christian life only in thought, but it also must impact our actions as well. We must have a pure uh, thought life. Yes, we should, and we need to, but we are also called beyond that into rightful, righteous actions. In the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5 of Matthew, Jesus says, You're the light of the world. Let your light shine. If teachers want their students to learn something that they have their students, they put the lesson into action. You know, we, we must be more than just meditating on Scripture. And it's important to do that. Please, I, I understand that. But we need to put those meditations into action. It means putting the Word of God into practice in our lives. The Bible calls us to, to take our thoughts captive for God's honor and to put those thoughts into action. And so today, as the podcast, as we get ready to, to wind it up, to, to bring it to a close, I ask yourself, have you wasted your mind on things that are not pure or of God? 
And if you have, repent. Ask God for help. Pray about it. Find a good Christian group of people who want to help you. Uh, you know, I, I do get emails occasionally when people make the statement, you know, it's really hard to find a, a church group that is practicing what they're preaching. And yeah, I, I, I know. You know, it, I, I, one email I got here just a few weeks ago, you know, they said, well, this guy, all he preaches about is one subject. And, well, that is a biblical subject. There's a lot more out there than just one subject. And, you know, we, we try really hard here just to bring you the Bible, to encourage you to have a positive outlook toward Christ. And if you're seeking to help you find that way, and we have gotten a few emails of people asking uh, about where to find a good church. Well, there's only one church, and that's the church Christ died for. And I'm not talking about a name on a building, because the church uh, building is brick and mortar. Christ died for people. He died for you and me. And wherever we are, that's where the church is. And I know my, my English grammar is not always the best, but that's what it is. We can meet at the city park. We can meet in private homes. We can meet in a church building, and that's fine. But we need to be where there's strength in numbers. And where the Word of God is being opened and, and followed and practiced and talked about. I certainly hope that you will begin your process of asking God to clean your mind and your heart and your soul. We, we do live in trouble sometimes. And there's a lot of people saying the second coming is right here on our doorstep. And it very well could be. The problem is, nobody knows. They're just, they're just saying that and talking that. And praise God if he shows up in the next 30 seconds. Boy, I'm excited and I'd be ready. But I do know this. As I read my Bible, I will meet Jesus someday. Whether it's before I hit the grave or after uh, my body dies and my soul uh, goes to him for judgment. I will meet him. I don't concern myself with a lot of the other teachings that are floating around all of that. Because the fact is, all of us will meet Jesus. All of us will face judgment. All of us will spend somewhere in eternity. That's my focus. That is a clear fact of the Bible. There's a lot of new teaching out there that they use the Bible. I get it. But are they really teaching the Bible? As you look through church history, what did they teach? I mean, there, there are some things that are being taught today that the first century, second century, third century church, the church fathers, never taught. Not a clue what, what we're, we'd be talking about today. And every generation since the day of Jesus going back to heaven, since the day of Pentecost, every generation since then believes that Jesus will appear in their lifetime. And it's very possible. That is a true possibility. 
And we need to start living like he would appear right now. That's what we need to do as Christians. And we need to let others, that's fine. Hey, you know what? Jesus could be coming any moment. Are you ready? That's a good question. Are you? Is your mind set and ready for that appearing? What have you put in your mind about his second coming? Do you really believe that you can do anything you want and God has to forgive you? I would encourage you to search the Bible and find out if that's true or not. You see, what we put in our mind, what we allow to come in our mind, may or may not be truth. It may not be a partial truth, which makes it really, at the end of the day, a lie. I want, in my mind, the pureness of the Word of God. And whatever God says, that has to be what I want to live my life by. That's what I want in my mind, in my heart. That's what I want coming out of my mouth. And that's what I'm hoping and praying for each time I record a podcast to send that message of the purity of God's Word. I hope and pray that you will seriously open a Bible and begin reading it and study it. In the United States, Bibles currently are available everywhere. You can download them to your phone, your iPads, whatever, computers. And they're relatively cheap at Walmart, if you like to shop there at Walmart. There's Christian bookstores all over the country that sell Bibles. Sadly, the one closest to us closed and is no longer open. But because nobody in the area, I guess, had an interest in a Christian bookstore besides a handful of us. So, again, what you are you putting in your mind? Is it things about the world? Is it about politics? Is it about how much money I can make? Is it about I want to look good, fashions, what celebrities are doing, sports? And I'm not saying those things are sinful or wrong. But what is the priority? And what are we trying to do? If you can quote all the football stats and all the basketball stats of your favorite team for the last umpteen years, but you cannot quote anything beyond John 3.16, where's your priority? What's in your mind? Again, I want to thank you for listening. I certainly hope that you will hit that like button and follow us on your favorite podcasting app. You can also read the Bible if you go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. Click on the daily Bible verse. That will take you to a webpage where you can read the Bible or listen to it for free. And I would hope that you would do that if you do not have the resources and the money to buy a Bible. Again, we try to broadcast once a week. We try everything that we can to release our podcast on Saturday uh, by 3 o'clock Chicago time in the afternoon. A lot of times we release a lot earlier in the morning, but that's our goal is to do that. Please tell your friends, your family about us if you like us. If it would encourage them in a positive way, please do that. If you have a Bible question, and we're getting ready to to put some more answers together, uh, the questions and answer sessions seem to kind of go in spurts. And a lot of times I can tell you who's been listening to what podcast sometimes by the questions that come in. And that's great. That's fine. 
You can listen to all of our archived uh, podcasts easily by uh, going to our webpage or your podcast app. I'm sure you can do that. I know I can on my Apple uh, podcast. I can go back and look at all of them. I rambled off enough, so thank you for listening again. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.